Welcome to the Sacred Identity Podcast, a healing space for Black films of all experiences to grow, learn, and heal. We are decolonizing our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, and I am so glad to have you here on this journey. Thank you for tapping in. Hey y'all, hey, welcome to another episode of the Sacred Identity Podcast. I am your host, Katora. Hey, I use the pronoun she and her. And today, what I'd like you to know about me is this is like a channeled message. Like, I called inspiration for this, and I am recording this episode on my phone. I am not in front of my setup. I am not dead up. I don't have no notes. <laughs> this is like off the top of the dome, but um, let me give y'all a little backstory as to where the inspiration for this episode is coming from before I get into talking. Um, I was just scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on Instagram. Today has been a pretty chill day for me, meaning I didn't plan out today like oh I'm gonna make content or oh I'm gonna record an episode I've been watching Netflix I've been putzing around I've been taking time to breathe and taking time to rest and I think that's important to say in the grand scheme of everything I have going on in my life because when I get to just putting things on a calendar and putting things on a schedule it's like I overcomplicate things and it fucks with my creative process so I think I'm receiving this message as way of a blessing from, you know, just like taking care of myself and chilling and and allowing myself to flow. And flow is something that I'm definitely learning and I'm bringing into 2023. One of my affirmations is that I am creating ease. I am creating with more ease and allowing more ease in my life. Um, And I just want to attach ease to what it is that I'm doing. I mean, I don't want to have to struggle. I don't want to have to fight to make it work. None of that. I digress, though, because <laughs> that ain't what we're talking about. <sighs> I want to talk about traditional religion, um, African traditional religion. I want to talk about organized religion um, in general. And I specifically want to talk about my journey to figuring out what it is I believe in. Um, and just some things that I've learned in my research, in my, you know, growth in my study. And I also just want to share different parts of my spiritual journey too, that have led me up to this point, because I think that is important when we get into conversations around religion and beliefs and spirituality is that your personal experience and your worldview, um, where you come from, who who's raised you, where you are in the world geographically, um, the cult like the culture that you know you've grown up in, that you're living in, so on and so forth. All of those things really inform our beliefs as Black folks, and more specifically, our beliefs as Black women. That goes to say that not all black people practice the same thing as far as religion, but I will be talking about Christianity a lot in this episode because that is what I come from. And I know that is what a lot of us um, have come from and 
what what we have left <laughs> embarking on our spiritual journey. Um, for me, it doesn't necessarily feel like I left anything, but I can say that my family is extremely religious, um, extremely Christian. Um, my parents, I don't want to get too much into how they believe. I want to focus on my actual experience, but what I can say is that they are definitely Christian. Um, yeah, so me, myself, I obviously have a Christian background, like I just mentioned, but as far as me, myself, like I don't really feel like I agreed or was moved by any of the things in my more like impressionable formative years. Not to say I ain't impressionable now or I wasn't impressionable in my teen years, but I don't think that I was very impressionable as a kid. <laughs> I just don't like, um, yeah, we went to church and we didn't go like every Sunday or on a super consistent basis, but we went enough and I knew enough and I heard enough about Jesus and, and God and everything in the Bible and witnessed, for example, my mother's, um, like, spiritual journey um and that she is christian so i recognized her getting closer to god and and now that i'm older i recognize how important um the christian faith christian religious christian religion is to my grandmother and how much that lends to you know just their day-to-day -day life um but as a kid i didn't really have a recognition or appreciation for that and i feel like that it's important to say because not everybody has had that lived experience when it comes to Christianity and, and being a black girl. Um, there are women my women my age who um, actually go to church, you know what I'm saying, who actually are Christian. And I don't know if I'm just so far off the deep end that that seems like crazy to me. I was just telling my partner the other day, like, damn, people my age really is Christian. <laughs> I don't know why in my mind I um, prescribe Christianity to just like older black women now. But I think that's in part because so much of, well, so many of people, so many women, black women, black people in general, um, in our generation, my generation, I'm 23. I don't know what the technical term is for being a 23 year old, but a lot of us and even folks older than us have left Christianity alone. Like, um, if anybody has been paying attention to just the energy and just the wavelength that everybody is on recently, um, what the collective consciousness is as far as black folks, we done definitely moved away from Christianity. Like, and this is a fact, like if you go look it up, um, there are people who have done researches and studies and got black people's opinions on what they believe in, so on and so forth. And it is a fact that people have definitely moved away from Christianity in this time period that we're in now. Um, and I think that's happened for a lot of reasons. I think for one, um, we can, we can assume that so being more socially aware right being more socially aware has lent to moving away from christianity i think the want or the need to know 
ourselves as folks with um, African ancestry. Oh, I don't know why I'm like word vomiting. Um, The want to know ourselves as folks with African ancestry. Um, Wanting to know our history. Wanting to know who we are um, outside of the narrative of like what was just given to us in history books and on paper. Like that has also lent to moving away from Christianity, this pride of being black, right? Um, let me see. What else can I think of off the top of my head? Those are the two things I can think of off the top of my head. Um, if y'all reflect on this and y'all want to share anything that y'all think, now is a good time to pause. Send me a DM on Instagram um, and be like, girl, yeah. And this thing, (laughs) I think this is why we've moved away from Christianity or this is why I've moved away from Christianity. Like share those things with me because I definitely want to have a conversation with y'all. But I say social awareness because with Christianity casts a lot of people out. You know, I like to speak from my experience at the intersection of my identities, right, of being woman, of being queer and being black um which reminds me that what sparked all of this is a segment that i watched on fox soul where um on a like a, a talk show there was a panel of um black folks who had different from different walks of life and they were all answering the question of is christianity a white man's religion right okay so Yeah, I just want to throw that in there. But the social awareness, I think, lends to people asking that question of like, is Christianity a white man's religion? Like, is it a white person's religion? (laughs) And in a lot of different ways, there's a lot of history um, in which Christianity has been used to oppress people and cast people out and judge people and condemn people and so on and so forth. So like I was saying before, to connect it back as a person who is queer, is a woman, um, those are facets of my identity that I can't separate from my blackness. Um, And Christianity will condemn you for being a woman, you know what I'm saying, and and expressing yourself as a woman, but be that... um, sexually be that as far as freedom be that as your role in your femininity or as your role in how you express yourself um there also really isn't space for gender non-conforming people when it comes to christianity like it'll also condemn you for homosexuality or being attracted to whoever you're attracted to romantically or sexually it's just when you look at it through those lens i think that's why we've seen so many people move away from it um it's because then it becomes hard to justify a lot of the tenets of christianity up against these very strong views that go against a person's humanity like the things that they can't change right so a christian would probably say you can change your sexual orientation or that if you're a woman if you just act a specific way then you you're you're being a good woman versus being a bad woman or an unholy woman or a sinful woman right so 
yeah, that's why I think social awareness has really aided in people reflecting on Christian value, the tenets of Christianity and practicing Christianity as a religion. Um, and I, I, I think that is interesting because yes, we are socially aware, um, more socially aware, but for my research, there have always been black women specifically who have, um, kind of advocated and educated around social issues. Like there have always been different fights for like social justice and inequality, so on and so forth. So I don't think that point is relatively new. What I think it is, is that people are more awakened in a sense that they want to know why we believe in what we believe in and from where does it come from. And that brings me into my second thing, which is us wanting to know our history, us wanting to know ourselves outside of just what's been given to us, right? Because there has been a lot of erasure when it comes to Black people and Black people in history. And I've mentioned in a past episode, I think, um, my episode on divination yeah in spiritual tools i talked about how um white supremacy and colonization in general did not leave anything untouched it did not leave anything untouched i want to repeat that meaning the way that we believe the way that we um see things what we deem socially acceptable i would argue that that was one of the most instrumental ways in which folks were able to be stripped of their identities, right? So if this is the Sacred Identity Podcast, we got to talk about how important it is that we know who we are. And in investigating those things, asking questions about those things, wanting to know who we are and where our people come from and what our people practiced, you you, you obviously then somehow, (laughs) like come to this point where you are opposing Christianity because it it don't add up. Let's be for real. It don't add up. Um, and that's why I say our worldview and our experiences and our background and the way that we were raised and all of that definitely matters in the trajectory of why we believe what we believe. Because if you're somebody who's kind of been indoctrined into one way of thinking, you probably wouldn't get to the point where you see things from the perspective, okay, let me investigate, let me ask questions, let me um, do my research, so on and so forth. I also think, especially after listening to that panel, I might link it so you all can have some reference. And I also think it was a really good talk um, that they had. But that on that panel, um, I was seeing different interpretations of Christianity and how um, there are just, uh, just like spirituality, there are different ways that people practice some of the same system in some of the same systems. And what I mean by that is, um, there were two Christian panelists, but they had two very way, very different ways of practicing their religion. Um, and I find that there are ways to explain 
um, the the oppression and just the devastating, horrific ways in which Christianity was used um, in, in the transatlantic slave trade and um, even after that with, with the missionaries and before that with the missionaries and just all the pervasive and violent ways that we were colonized and like hurt, <laughs> traumatized as black people and how Christianity was right along with that. I, and that's going back to my point around, I don't think they left anything untouched in, in order to strip a, a person from their identity. You didn't have to replace them with something when it comes to faith. If we're telling them that, hey, um, we're telling, you know, if white people were saying, this is not the way to believe, then they had to give them something else to believe in. They had to give our ancestors something else to believe in. And that is the view that I have on Christianity and how it reached black people. But watching that panel really kind of opened my eyes, opened my mind to that there are different ways that people see how a white religion <laughs> became the predominant religion for black folks and how it's been Africanized, like it's definitely been Africanized. And that is something that I've realized over time in my own research is that, you know, black people have a quality about us where we can make anything our own as some way, shape or form. We can, we can, what's the word? I don't like the word assimilate, but it's like, we can take things and make them fit what we need to. We are, innovators we are what is the word i am losing the word right now but whatever it means when you're able to take something and make it your own in order to survive that is a skill that we've had to have over all of this time and fine-tune um like i said for our survival you know we've needed to have that skill and because of that I find there are a lot of different a lot of different ways that people try to explain how Christianity ends up being such a pillar in the black community today. Regardless of where it came from or how we feel about it, it is such a huge pillar in the community today. So going to my personal experience with spirituality and religion just in general. Like I said, I went to church on like an inconsistent basis, but none of it really clicked with me. Um, I am a person who loves music. I am clear audience. That is a spiritual gift that I know that I have now. So um, music, the music moved me. I always felt the music, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, it left me with, going left me with more questions um and feeling more like empty and confused than anything else <laughs> and even as a kid like trying to read my bible on my own or do my own research it just felt empty and um luckily for me i wasn't really pressed upon um with Christian beliefs. And I think that's because, you know, my parents and my family in general are just under the assumption that Christianity is what we do. We don't do nothing else. So that's it. 
but I think maybe if I was pressed upon, even if I was pressed upon is what I'm trying to say, that I would still end up where I am right now. Because like I said before, in previous episodes, I've always had an attraction or a affinity to spiritual practices and, and like witchy things. I hate to call myself a witch, but that's the best word that I could think of right now. Um, yeah, like esoteric stuff. Um, things have always piqued my interest in that way. And I think that is the truth for a lot of spiritual folks. If you really reflect on your childhood, um, as a spiritual person now, you might see that the spiritual gifts that you have today or the interest that you have today or how you felt about religion while you were younger, um, none of that stuff just like it didn't happen for a reason. Like if you had a certain affinity for nature as a kid um, or if you hell saw ghosts as a kid, <laughs> if you heard spirits as a kid, um, but you like explain that away or your mind you know, pushed it out because sometimes it, it do things like that. So yeah, like you might find that you had those interests that it was a certain attraction you had to esoteric or spiritual things. And that's just real. I know for me, myself, um, this is kind of funny to say out loud because I don't think I've ever told anybody this. Like I wrote a poem about it um, in middle school, but nobody ever saw it but my English teacher. And for some reason, she loved that poem specifically. So I don't know if she knew what I was talking about, but <laughs> um, like I did a ritual at one point when I was in middle school, just doing some shit. I mean, I was reading books that had to do with um understanding energy but you know it was like teen fiction sci-fi type stuff but that's what I was into um because I was an avid reader even as a kid I loved to read so I was reading books and I was obsessed with stories that had to do with um like people understanding their energy I remember this, it was a series that I was really interested in it wasn't no fucking Harry Potter or nothing like that but um it was about a young girl who was astral projecting um, and had a twin sister. It was crazy. You know, I love that. So that got me into looking into astral projection as a real thing as a kid. This is a legit question. Like, do kids even really like go outside and play still? Because I was outside <laughs> by myself collecting like flowers and and bringing them in the house, trying to make a perfume from things I found outside. Like I was about that life, you know what I'm saying? So I'm really just giving y'all examples as to how your experiences as a child could really inf like inform who you are today or why you think the way you do today, why you believe the way you do today, whether religion was a huge part of your upbringing or not. I think that matters because the things that happen in our formative years, um, especially as we're learning about ourselves um, and, and forming our like just sense of self, those things matter. Sense of self matters. So, yeah, that's kind of like where I was as a kid. As I got older, I grappled with it a little bit, but I ain't grappled with it too much because the, the other things, not going to lie, just really make sense to me made more sense to me um I watched a documentary when I was like 
15 or 16. Um, and one of the things that really stood out to me was um, how, you know, the, the whole point of the documentary basically was that the <clears throat> Christian religion was kind of just like a parody of what was happening in the sky as far as astrology. And I don't know if that's the absolute correct and only way to explain like the Adam and Eve story or um, whatever. But it, there's no coincidence that things that were happening in the sky um, astrologically and up, up, up in the, uni you know, the cosmos in the universe um i don't believe in coincidence personally so it just makes sense that that could be a possibility that you know a lot of the origin stories and everything really have to do with astrological events because in a lot of native ways of belief whether it's native to africa native to america native to um places in asia or whatever like a lot of those systems of belief are very much so rooted in nature and they're very much so rooted in as above so below like literally people was getting their information from the stars the, the sun the paying attention to the weather and, and and paying attention to what was going on in the earth and um it was very much so based in nature so that to me made sense and I kind of took that theory and ran with it <laughs> and from there um trying on all of this like witchcraft stuff in my high school years and realizing that that witchcraft stuff the the the, the paganism and all of that wasn't black for real made me be like uh so then what is black you know <laughs> what is black like what did black people believe before christianity and that's kind of how i got into researching african traditional religions um that's how i learned about hoodoo and i don't really intend to go too into detail um in this podcast episode because i could do a whole different episode just about african religions because I just want to talk about religion in general in a sense that all African people, all of our African um, ancestors and from who we come from, they didn't even believe all of the same stuff. So, you know, I think in the whole whitewashing of our identities, the whitewashing of who we are as um, a group of people in the country of America, like because of that. We end up legit forgetting or not recognizing. I don't know. It doesn't register that Africa is huge, like huge, meaning there are all kinds of African people. And I'm not saying that like we don't recognize that, but I'm saying that because not everybody believes the same, but there are some common, um, how do I say, like there are some common universal beliefs and universal truths regardless of where you were um ancestrally ancestrally um speaking and regardless of where you were and exactly where you were native to 
Ooh, that was a mouthful. I don't know why it was so hard for me to get that out. <laughs> there are universal truths regardless of where you were geographically, regardless of what land you were native to. There are universal truths amongst all religion and all ways of belief. And you will find that religions and um, religions that are not nature based don't really have as much in common as spiritual practices or um, traditional religions that are native and existed for a really long time. And let me, let me break that down. What I mean by that is Africans and Native American folks believe some of the same things, if not have very similar practices as far as um, traditional religion or traditional belief. Not all the same, but there are similarities. And from just what I've learned and what I've read about different cultures and what they believe, the nature-based way seems to be true. Because, I mean, we still got sun, we still got wind, we still got the earth, and we still got the water. Even though the, the sources ain't the same and sources will and continue to be um, exploited, if that's the word, <laughs> may become a shortage, um, may cause a war or whatever the people say. Like, though there are common themes that is what I'm what I'm trying to say there are common themes amongst all of this stuff and I choose to not really prescribe to anything that is so much like I choose not to subscribe to anything that is rooted in controlling folks or following anything blindly or submitting to anything that I cannot do. And I feel like those are tenets of Christianity that exist. Like, like if you don't believe a certain way, if you don't show up a certain way, um, if you don't do what is expected of you, you're going to hell and I don't believe in a lot of um, African traditional religions or, or just African spirituality in general, that there is a place where you burn in purgatory um, or you spend all of your years in, in damnation. Like, I, I don't think that exists because I think that isn't real. And a point that I think I'm skirting around is that White people really use Christianity as a tool to position themselves as being in power. They formed Jesus as being in their image. So we all know about white Jesus and how, um, I don't know, in 2023, I hope ain't nobody still looking at a white Jesus and claiming that, that that's him. Um, because even if we even if we were going off what the Bible says, right, geographically and just culturally, it wouldn't make sense for that man to be white, obviously. But that really, I feel like, did a number on us. Um, just, just Christianity did its number on us, and I have my thoughts about the ways in which Christianity, like allows black folks to just be accepting and 
forgiving and faithful and docile in a way that would never really allow us to achieve true liberation if we were using that as a system of faith because just too much of what is in the bible is in support of like allowing the oppressor to do what they've been doing to do what they have done over time to keep us where we are and i just don't think it's if we think about a, the, the hypothetical table that everybody talking about the one that we sit at um the one that everybody want to chair at or a seat at <laughs> it wouldn't shake the table you know um a lot of what i believe in involves flipping a table like can we eradicate the table fuck the table like i think christianity is just playing too much into um just respectability politics and respectability politics are the things that um you know black folks think we do or the beliefs that we have that we think can protect us from the ills of the world protect us from the like the trickle down effects and the the blatant effects of white supremacy like we think that this religion as i'm saying um will protect us from those things when really out here in the real world there are systems of oppression that exist and i do think that christianity is a huge part of those systems that exist um because for uh i don't know for a group of people who have been praying and 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 investing so much time and energy and devotion and faith into something for all of these years right I would believe that Jesus would have come back or he would have descended or he would have done something to <laughs> alleviate us from the stripes and the struggle of this world to 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 mend us. Like there are people who really go through fucked up shit on a daily basis. We go through things all the time and there are just some moral dilemmas when it comes to where the hell is Jesus at? Like where is Jesus at when all of these devastating things are happening to us as a group of people. Like, where was Jesus during slavery? I know that's one that everybody has went to at some point. But, like, let's be for real. <laughs> let's be for real. There are moral dilemmas around these stories. And I don't really like the fact that well, most organized religion, um, you know, you have a text that you can cite. I, I think of it as citing. You have a text that you can cite. But... The way that we all interpret the text and then believe in the text and then practice in the text, practice the text, everybody has their own interpretations of these same words because all it is is language. You know what I'm saying? There there really isn't no true principle and true um, unified action behind what folks would say is revolutionary or could be revolutionary or transformational or healing coming from that piece of literature um i do believe that people can find personal salvation um i do feel like people can find hope and peace and inspiration and motivation um from the text in general talking about the bible but i think we can find that from any text you know what i'm saying so whether it's a self-help book, whether it's the Bible, whether it's um, whether it's a, a book full of poetry, you know, we can find inspiration and healing and meaning in all things. And 
it's kind of a red flag to me when it comes to organized religion, specifically Christianity, that having to believe in one thing and it being um, monotheistic. I hope that is the word, meaning there's only one God, right? There's only one God. And you'll find that once you start studying um, uh, African traditional religion or African spirituality or even the beliefs of Native people, the beliefs of people who... um, are coming from a Latinx background. Like once you start studying those or researching those ways of belief, you will notice that they have an appreciation. Like our ancestors have had an appreciation. It was okay. It was perfectly fine to appreciate the breath in your body. You know, the sun, the earth, to respect the process for growth, to respect the process for birth, um, to respect the process of death, to revere the dead, to respect your ancestors, to keep people's memories alive. Um, all of those things, like it was okay to do that. And I think for black people, we're one of the only groups of people where we, because of, um, slavery in America, we are one of the only groups of people where we don't really tie back to our roots as far as our faith. And it is demonized for us to do so. And I think it is with intention that is it is demonized for us to explore things outside of Christianity. Um, and I want to say not demonized just in the sense of, oh, it would go against the religion according to the holy text. But it is demonized in the sense that you will be chastised um, by the community to try to lead your own path or to go off and do your own work or to do your own exploration spiritually. So, yeah, you know, I, I would I would really like us as a people to meditate on why that is. Why? Why is it this fundamental aspect of a belief to be fearful Um and to not question things, otherwise you're not acting in faith. You know, I, I think that gives very much slave and slave master. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. I, I really do feel like it gives very much con- controller and the person who is being controlled. Like, don't question this is this authority. Don't question this faith that's been given to you. Don't don't stray from it um and don't recognize it as being a complex thing it is what it says it is in this book you know so i don't know that's i know that there is a lot more nuance to a lot of what i'm saying and i'm trying to provide as much nuance to the conversation as i can because there are so many different ways that this topic could go um but yeah, I think that we should definitely meditate on where does where where does this need to submit come from? And I kind of oppose that in general. But like I said before, I do believe that in any text you can find what it is that you need. And I guess what I am in support of is folks feeling liberated enough to do their own learning, to do their own research, and to really embrace their own spiritual journey. Because I think what a lot of people don't understand 
or I think more people are coming to understand this as I have, obviously, but there are still folks who are not aware that spirituality and religion are two completely different things. Um, and that religion is really just a, a modality or a system of practices that aim to explain something that is infinite, you know, that is big, that has always existed. Um, it, I see, I see religion as being a human way of trying to explain the unexplainable to explain magic or to explain why things happen the way they happen. And for black people specifically, I see um, the way that Christianity has become ingrained in our culture as an integral way of our surviving, you know, of us needing to have something to believe in. But just because we need something, that don't mean that we shouldn't have the space to put into review how it we how it became ours in the first place. And like I said, to reiterate a point, they didn't leave anything untouched. And all of colonization everywhere that they colonized came with this damn religion attached to it. It came with Christianity attached to it. And we can't ignore the fact that that's what happened. So, yeah, I'm in support of folks doing their own learning and... I believe that, like I said, there is universal truth and I choose to focus on what I see to be true amongst all the things versus looking for one lens to understand all of it in, like under understand God through. Um, I also want to just put this on a record <laughs> while I'm talking about it is I don't believe God has a gender. Um, I don't believe God has a specific look, a specific color, a specific shape, a specific size. I don't believe God speaks a, a specific language. Like I said, I believe that we create these systems, these, you know, customs and these ways of belief as a collective to try to prescribe meaning to something that is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? At the time, um, men were in power. So, of course, they would prescribe, you know, God or this 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 big power to be a man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, the, the book is steeped in that of the patriarchy. So, of course, that would make sense. And furthermore... White people were in power. So, of course, the image of Jesus would be a white man. So, it's like we can't ignore what was happening in the times that these stories was created and what's happening even to this day that would keep us believing um, in the same ways as far as religion goes. Like, as the times change, and, and like I said, there has been a, a, a huge surge of black people leaving Christianity. So, as the times change, the way that we go about believing in this one eternal true source, one infinite source, changes. The books that we write to explain it change. The customs that we have change with socially acceptable changes, so on and so forth. And because of that, I do think that some ways of belief that are not rooted in those eternal truths, I think Christianity is one of those ways of belief. That is not rooted in eternal truths. 
um, it eventually dies out. You know, it eventually has to shift. Something about it has to change, evolved to meet what the collection, what the collective conscious needs, what the collective conscious is doing, how people are seeing things. Um, so yeah, there are Christians right now who don't like gay people feel like that is wrong so on and so forth and then there are christians who feel like it is perfectly fine and like i said i believe that is like a a moral or ethical dilemma i don't know if ethical (laughs) or moral dilemma is the correct terminology for it but um me as a person who like thinks logically it's like how can you rationalize uh, um, a, for black people, it's like, how can you rationalize a book that was used to cause and afflict harm amongst your our community, right? And then as a, a gay person, it's like, how could you use a book that was used? Like, how could you believe in a book that was used or believe in a faith or believe in a religion, right? Um, that was used to inflict harm upon a community. You know, it's like, How? how and that is where I get like "Mm, I don't know if I I don't know if that's for me because if I'm looking at things from my perspective I shouldn't have to trade off pieces of who I am in my blackness and my queerness and my being a woman to believe in anything because what I'm gonna believe in is going to be rooted in self it's going to be rooted in things that make sense outside of societal standards and societal beliefs about who should date who um or who has more power than the other or what skin color is the best or who has the potential to do this or that the third and who don't like that's just it seems like man-made bullshit like it seems like man-made bullshit so i don't know i just wanted to say that i believe that there is an eternal source. I do believe that there is a God or however, whatever we want to put it to, but I don't believe that this God has to be Jesus. Or I don't believe that this God has to be a Buddha or Allah or whoever else. Like I, I don't believe in that. And I know a lot of people who don't, I know a lot of people who do it's 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 completely up to you like i said me making this episode was more so to share some of the information i've gained around religion and around spirituality and to share why i think it's important that we do our own research and that we should have the freedom to at very least release ourselves from the shackles of going along with groupthink or hell if you want to call it the matrix um whatever it is and just literally trusting whatever it has been given whatever it is that has been given to us that we should have the free reign to think um and that formulating your own spiritual practice is resistance um believing freely in what you want to believe in um is resistance when it comes to being black and being in America. And I know this probably even would apply for other places in the world because I know that um, geographically religion is Christianity specifically. They did they big one on us. So, <laughs> yeah, this is my thoughts on the subject. Obviously, I did not think I was going to talk this long. <laughs> I, 
thank y'all so much for listening to me to this point. I hope I spark something in you to either do some research or reflect or, I don't know, think. Y'all obviously can let me know y'all thoughts. I am on Instagram at The Sacred Identity. Um, What else? Yeah. Thank y'all so much. Um, Definitely connect with me. And... Thank you for tuning in. Hey, if you've reached this point, you have successfully finished an episode of the Sacred Identity Podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate the hell out of (laughs) y'all. If you are looking for ways to support me, make sure first and foremost that you are following me on social media. I am at the Sacred Identity on Instagram and I am at Sacred Identity underscore on Twitter. I would love to have y'all there if y'all aren't there already. If you are looking for ways to donate, um, support this podcast monetarily, visit my website at thesacredidentity.com and you'll find a really big donate button. You can click that. Um, or you can visit the podcast page and click the donate button there. I appreciate you all. Share, share, share this. Tell your folks about me. Tell your sibs about me. Let everybody know. <laughs> Katora has a podcast over on The Sacred Identity. And yes, Ashe, I am so grateful for you all. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for more.